0: Welcome to our Roots Say That We're Sisters podcast. This podcast series is sponsored by the Marquette Forum with support from Marquette University's Office of Institutional Diversity and Inclusion and the Hagerty Museum of Art. It's an extension of a Marquette University mural project to highlight and uplift diverse women identified individuals whose images and contributions have been systematically made invisible. The artist, Mauricio Ramirez, used photographs of BIPOC women associated with Marquette as inspiration for the images in the mural. The Our Roots Say That We're Sisters podcast preserves the stories of female identifying students, faculty, staff, and alumni who've used their gifts to make a meaningful impact on others, especially those who remain unsung heroes. I'm your host, Sheena Carey, from the Diedrich College of Communication. Joining us today is Corey Thompson, senior in the College of Health Sciences. Thank you so much for agreeing to share your story with us today, Corey. And what is that story?
1: Today, I think I want to talk about self love. I think being a Black woman and looking at societal standards, it can be hard to love yourself for what you look like because you may not fit that beauty standard. So I think today I want to talk about that.
0: So, how do you identify yourself? from an ethnic standpoint or from gender or age? How do you identify? I identify
1: myself as a Black woman. So where do you come from? I'm from Chicago. Oh, how'd you make it to Milwaukee? I wanted a school that wasn't too far from home. I wanted a city experience. I didn't want to be stuck in some random middle-of-nowhere college town. And so I found my way here.
0: Okay. So
1: what else helped you
0: get on the path to the journey that you're taking today?
1: I think. It really took a lot of looking outward and realizing what I wanted to be and what I wanted to look like, if that makes sense. There have been a lot of movements in the past couple of years, like the natural hair movement and movements of like body positivity and things like that, that kind of put me on the path to realize the way that I look is beautiful, even if that's not what may be seen on TV or what may be put on magazines.
0: So how has your identity informed the choices that you're making as you embark upon this journey?
1: It's definitely made me take a step back and think about what parts of my identity are important. So when thinking about things like interviews, like should I put my hair back in a bun because my curly hair isn't seen as professional, but also that's an important part of my identity and why would I hide it? I think really focusing on what's important in my identity has made me make certain choices to like, well, even if they don't like me, at least I was myself. I shouldn't have to cover up my curly hair. I shouldn't have to try to straighten it to be acceptable. And so making sure that I'm firm in my identity has definitely made me think about doing certain things.
0: What are some of the things that you're doing for yourself to make certain that you're firm in your identity?
1: It's definitely, again, self-love and surrounding myself with images like that. So I surround myself with other naturals. I helped start a natural hair organization on campus I wanted to give that love to others in a way to also get it back for myself because I'm not the only person on this planet with curly hair. And it's important that we all work to kind of defy those standards of what we need to look like to be in certain standards or to be in certain circles. Like we're here in academia, academics don't need to look a certain way. I'm very intelligent. My curly hair doesn't change what I'm capable of in a classroom setting.
0: In what ways does the theme of the mural project resonate for you?
1: It's amazing to see faces like that. I will say, I think that going to a PWI, sometimes it's hard to see things like that. And it's nice to see the faces of the women on the mural being themselves. It's good to see those images because we don't have to cover up who we are to be in these types of settings. So it's nice to see something that is just unapologetically beauty. And it's the women in the mural kind of being themselves and showing their culture.
0: How has Marquette impacted women of color?
1: I think it starts out kind of unfortunate, but also it kind of makes you go on the journey to loving yourself, if that makes sense. Like you look around and you see people that don't really look like you and you realize, well, should I conform to that? Or should I continue to look like myself? Should I continue to be myself? And so I guess it kind of either makes you decide, do you want to fit in or do you want to be who you really are? And I think it's impacted me for the best. It's made me decide that the way that I am is great. And people in these settings will either accept me or they won't, but I shouldn't have to change myself for that acceptance. So,
0: what women of color have served as inspiration for you?
1: I am a big fan of Michelle Obama just in general. She's very educated and she's very poised. And that's something that I really admire. It's unfortunate that a lot of the tropes of Black women in the media that we see are things like welfare queens or. They're bitter baby mama stereotypes. That's just not what Black women have to experience. We shouldn't try to glorify that. And so I like that she is very educated. Like, yes, she was a president's wife, but she was very successful without him. I imagine she would have a fantastic career if she never married him. And so that's really inspiring that I can be educated. I can be someone that other women can look up to.
0: What role has vulnerability played in the journey that you're taking?
1: you definitely have to be vulnerable to find love for yourself. You have to find the things that you hate and realize that they're not the only things that are there. Like there are things that we all hate about ourselves or don't like about ourselves, but that's not all that we have. And so I think you have to break down those feelings and images of yourself to find the ones that you love the most. And so it's definitely been a journey of figuring out what I don't like and not letting that overcome what I do like.
0: What's the role of other women of color in helping you negotiate some of the challenges that you're facing?
1: They definitely help with at least someone to talk to. It's nice to know that other people are going through those experiences that you're going through and it's not just you. And that support is amazing being in settings like these. It's nice to have other women to talk to and it's nice to know that, okay, this is happening to me, but it's not just me and I can't overcome this and these are ways that I can do it.
0: Are there particular folks on campus that you feel that you can go to either to be affirmed or just to be able to vent?
1: Yeah, I'm an RA and my hall director, Whitney Woodson, is great. I talk to her all the time. She also started a Black RA affinity group, so all of us can get together and talk about it. I also really like my advisor in the biomedical science department. She's not a Black woman, but she's a woman of color. And she is very understanding because being a biomedical science major is really hard, but she just listens. Dr. Mackey is fantastic at understanding like we're taking a lot of work on us. And she's one that will say like, maybe you need a break. Do you want to see if you can reschedule this exam? So there are two women that I really enjoy talking to because they understand the struggles and are very capable of not making it seem like the world is ending because I feel like we can all kind of get that feeling that everything is terrible but they're good at kind of bringing me back down to earth.
0: So tell us a little bit more about this organization you started. It's called Curls. Yes, it's called
1: Campus Curls. Mm -hmm. So Campus Curls is a national organization. There's multiple chapters. And so I helped bring the Marquette chapter here. So they really focus on educating and uplifting people who have natural hair because it's not just a group for women. It's really a group for anyone who has curly hair. It's also not a group just for Black people. It's a group, again, for anyone who has curly hair, anyone who wants to go on that journey. And so we do a lot with helping people see the beauty in themselves and the way that their hair naturally grows because it's a beautiful thing. And we shouldn't have to want to straighten our hair. like We see in movies how actors go through the change of having the nerdy glasses and curly hair and then they straighten their hair and they're super popular. Well, Why is their curly hair seen as so bad? This is how my hair is. I can't do anything about that. And I shouldn't have to to fit into a certain setting or a certain idea of what I should look like. So the goal of me bringing it here was to bring a lot of self-love that I think people deserve to have. Like it's a setting where a lot of people may not look like you and you shouldn't have to feel like you need to straighten your hair every week or every day. You shouldn't have to make yourself into something that you're not because your hair is beautiful. It's the way it naturally grows and you should be accepting of that.
0: So what impact do you hope to have on women of color? Those who are with you, those who are coming behind you, those who may be looking backwards at you.
1: My goal is, I know it sounds kind of maybe like egotistical, but I would love to be a role model. I don't currently feel that there are a ton of good role models for Black women, again, because there are just so many ways that they're portrayed in the media that I don't think are very fair. Like we aren't given a lot of lead roles. We aren't given a lot of roles where we are admirable. It always is some stereotype about us. And I don't think that that's very fair. And so I would love to be someone that can show women that like, you can be powerful. You don't have to be limited to what's shown on TV. You don't have to be limited to a wife. You don't have to be limited to a certain standard in society. There's a lot that you can accomplish and that shouldn't be stopped by your womanhood. It shouldn't be stopped by your color and it shouldn't be stopped by your hair. So what are your hopes for the
0: future? Your future, Marquette's future, Chicago, Milwaukee, (laughs) just that sort of thing.
1: I'm hoping that Marquette starts to let in more students of color. I would love to see that. I think we're starting a good community now. They're also starting a living learning community for Black students. So I'm hoping that that goes well because I think having that space for them to talk to each other is going to be great for them. I would love for myself to continue to be in my field, being a woman in the STEM community as hard as it is. And so being a Black woman also doesn't make that any easier. So I would love to break some glass ceilings doing that. And then I come from a pretty open city in Chicago. We have a Black gay mayor currently, so I would love to continue to see trends of diversity like that. I think it's really important for people, especially people who look like me and who are younger, to see that they can be in these positions and they don't really need to question themselves and how they look about it.
0: One of the things that I think about often is I know Marquette can do a better job of recruiting students of color. But once they get here, I don't know about the job that they're doing, retaining them. Any suggestions around retention? Because I remember just talking to former students and just not feeling comfortable on campus or not feeling like they belong. What are some suggestions you might make to Marquette to help students of color feel more at home here on campus?
1: Yeah, I think that they kind of leave that up to the students themselves, which isn't always fair. And I know there's OFES that helps students make connections with student organizations, but I think that it can still be very lonely in the big lecture halls where you're the only one or one of two people that look a certain way. And so I think if they made a more conscious effort to connect Black students, I feel like that would be helpful again because it can feel like you're just one person in a sea of a ton of people. It's very isolating. And I think that's why maybe a lot of people don't stay because they just aren't used to it. and especially with like being in an urban environment, being in the city, the way that people may think about the people who live in the Milwaukee community, like do they reflect and think that way about me? How do they know that I'm someone who goes here to school? Like it's definitely confusing and a little disheartening sometimes when I get looks like, oh, do I go here? Should I be in this building? Like I always feel compelled to have my ID out or like a keychain that says, like, hey, I go here. I'm not just some random person. So maybe also, Doing something that helps other people see that we go here as well. Like, I'm not just some random person from Milwaukee in the AMU. I'm actually a student, and I shouldn't have to feel questioned about my place here. And I think that's maybe another reason why students leave because they don't feel welcomed.
0: 18 year old Corey Thompson choosing a university to go to. Would you make Marquette your choice again?
1: I would. I think that it's been hard, but I think I've made a lot of really important friendships. And my major is also a place where I've met a lot of great people. And it's something that I'm very passionate about. That's one of my favorite things about being here. I learn a lot and I can see how the information that I learned directly applies to what I do every day. And I've met a lot of great people too. And there are experiences that suck. I think all of us have gone through them. But I think when you're able to sit down and look back, I think that I've had better experiences and I've surrounded myself with people who do care about me and who do want to be an ally for me. And I think that I've tried to make that the most of my experience and not think too much about the things that suck.
0: What do you want the community to know about you and your journey?
1: I want them to know that we are here, I'm here, and that my journey isn't typical of every other Marquette student. And I think that students of color kind of blend in because we have to. We either blend in or stick out like a sore thumb. That's all we really get. And for those of us that blend in and aren't kind of on the forefront of protests and marches and meetings, it doesn't mean that we're not experiencing these negative things. And it doesn't mean that we're not here trying to make an impact. I think sometimes other students may feel like we have to advocate for every Black student because I am a Black student, but maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe that shouldn't have to be my responsibility at all times. And I think that I would want other students to know that like, it's not... Our responsibility to help you figure out what you need to do to become a better person. That's on you. And it's not our job to kind of speak out when something goes wrong. Like, you have to do the work yourself. And, like, I'm here and I exist, but, like, I'm here as a student just like you. And I don't want that to be my job of being, like, student, black person advocate. Like, I would like to do other things. I'm proud to be black, but that's not my entire identity.
0: So as a young Black woman, what is the one battle you would love to stop fighting?
1: I would love to stop fighting misogyny. (laughs) I think that being a woman is hard already. And then being a Black woman is 10 times harder. There's misogyny everywhere. Being a STEM major, there's definitely men who love to overspeak you. And There's also misogyny within the Black community and that doesn't help either. Like it feels like it's just a constant uphill battle trying to get respect from my male counterparts when I feel like I deserve to be respected as is. And so that's a battle I would love to stop fighting. Like I feel like I shouldn't have to be as strong all the time. I feel like Black women aren't always given the chance to be vulnerable and be weak or need something. Like we have to continue to fight to be respected and to be valued in our own communities which sucks. And I think that That's one thing that I would love to get rid of. So you're
0: going to be graduating in May, right? Mm -hmm. What will you take away from your experience at Marquette to gird you for what's ahead?
1: I think this experience has taught me that I really can do anything. I've taken a lot of hard classes. I've been in a lot of crappy situations. And those haven't broken me. And honestly, some of the stuff that I've faced has been really hard. And I think that these four years have flown by, but they've also shown me that I really am capable of anything. Like There are things that are going to make me cry. There are things that are going to try to break me, but I can definitely overcome them. College is really hard, especially attending a university and doing all four years in a row without taking any break is really hard. And I think that that has taught me how to be a lot stronger. And that's something that I think all of us need in life. Like life is gonna kick you. We're living in a pandemic, things are crazy. (laughs) But I've realized that if I can do this, I can continue to keep doing whatever I put my mind to. It's been really hard. I've had a lot of obstacles, but they haven't stopped me yet. And so that's no reason for me to stop what I wanna do.
0: Great, thank you, Corey Thompson. Your story stands as a testament to the amazing stories in our community yet to be uncovered. Our roots say that We're Sisters podcast and The Mural Project seek to make these stories visible. Again, thanks to our sponsor, the Marquette Forum, Marquette's Office of Institutional Diversity and Inclusion, and the Haggerty Museum of Art for your support for this project.